Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And across the table is ZD Donahue. That's right. And we're just going to get into it today. Uh, today we have a an episode request and I'll, I'll play you the request. Everybody ready? Hey there, ZD, Mal, and Sam Bam. I had an idea that maybe you folks could turn into some sort of podcast. So uh, that was the voice of Fred Berry. Yes, uh, our us, friendly Canadian uh, neighbor. One of one of our lovely neighbors to the north. And I'm not going to play you her whole thing. It, it's because little, it's very entailed. It's very, it's, yes. it's a little long. And she said she's a little tired because Fred uh, I, attends you know, births. Yeah, but she didn't sound tired. She sounded really good. She sounded fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine many more exhausting. No, it was long and it wasn't rambling. It was but very to the point. Can you imagine yeah. many more exhausting, you know, occupations than attending a birth? You know You're what? A nurse. I you will know. tell you, the only thing more tiring. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Sam wants, Fred wants to talk. Fred wants to talk to Sam. Okay. Anyway. Oh, that was funny. Uh, the only thing that's more tiring, okay, than giving birth is being at someone else's. Being, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, well, I want that baby to come out. I don't even get to take why, it home. I want that baby to come out now. Why can't they just pop that baby Yeah, out? I could be yeah. eating or doing something else, but no, I'm waiting for this baby to come out. Yes. And I don't even get to keep the baby. Yes. <laughs> You get to hang out with my babies. I do. So, um, Fred, what Fred was asking about in her charming message is she's gotten two new machines this year. Uh, one's a new baby lock serger, and one is baby lock Rachel. And so she wants to know about stitching out samples of stitches that are on her machine. Right. Basically, uh, getting to know her machine, and she how wants, the stitches function, what they do. She wants to keep a sample book. We think this is a fabulous idea. Um, she was thinking about should I do every stitch on a knit and a woven? Right. Should I do every stitch with and without stabilizer? Right. Should I, da, 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 you know, how should I do this? And one of Fred's longings that maybe she'll be a little disappointed in <laughs> is, <laughs> like, I just want to sit down and do this in a very systematic way, you know, and, uh, and, and learn about my machines. And you can do that. You can. But uh, we're going to talk about building up a library of samples and how to approach this whole process. So learning what your machine can do. 
uh, before maybe you need to have a technique like right. in a project, I, right? I guess what I would say to Fred, and I don't know how anal she can get about this kind of stuff, right? Or, or, or how, But you will learn it better if maybe you approach it in little chunks or something uh-huh. and not all at once. The other way I learn things better is to actually utilize them. Uh-huh. So um, I would set up. I would set up a system like a notebook where I could add or subtract, you know, pages or stitches, however I was going to do this, or a file system. Um, some people put it like in a three-by-file system kind of thing or four-by-five, whatever it is. Um, I liked your three-by-file. Three-by-file. <laughs> whatever, you know, staple the sample yes. onto the card or whatever. Yes. And, you know, in all of these samples, you want to add what stitch is this, what's the width, What's the length? Um, what thread are you using? What bobbin it, thread are you using? You know, you want to make sure you have a description of what you've done. Yes. And I think there are sort of two uh, different um, explorations going on here. Okay. Uh, first of all, the Rachel has 50 stitches. And some of them are decorative. Okay. Right. Your serger can have lots of stitches too. Right. Um, you know, it's not going to have as many as any sewing machine. Sure. But then there are techniques. There's techniques and there's threads and there's fabrics. Yes. So you might, Fred, you might have this combination of okay, do you want to see what every stitch on your Rachel just like looks like? Right. If you want to see what they look like actually stitched out on fabric. I'd recommend, yeah, a woven and a piece of tearaway and stitch out that line of stitching. Note which number it is. I mean, it might be pretty obvious to you, you know, but you can note which number it is and you can just see, oh, this is the scale of this or this is what this scallop stitch looks like. There's, I think there's like a Greek key stitch. You know, in most sewing machines, the stitches are organized already for you. Utility stitches, stretch stitches, decorative stitches, uh, buttonholes. So you already have those categories. Yes, so sir. you can also, you know, keep those categories. So one thing you could do just to get started on all of this is literally just to put in. So let's talk about thread. If you want to see what your stitches just look like, right. I would put in a machine embroidery thread. I would, too. I would put in a decorative, smooth thread so yes. I could really look at the stitch. A machine embroidery thread is like a lightweight thread. We used to sell Floriani. Um, there's can sulky, be polyester. can be rayon. Rayon, something like that. It and actually can be cotton. It'll show you the shape of the stitch. So that's one thing, you know, that you might do first. Now, when you are going to actually do things practically right you know stitching out your blind hem stitch on one layer woven and one layer stabilizer doesn't teach you how to do the blind right hem, well right? i i guess what i would say you're 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 saying one layer of um you know woven and one layer or stabilizer what i would do is on my utility stitches <laughs> i would do two layers of a woven okay okay I see. your sewing machine is meant to sew on two layers in in all of its stitches, it's rarely meant to sew on one layer. Most stitches are meant to sew on two layers. That's how it's set up. That's how every technician will test it out is on two layers of fabric. Now you, we know that we need stabilizer with decorative Yeah. So uh, what, thre- mom, yeah, what mom uh, is saying is uh, that, yes, so if you... Um, 
if you're going to do that, two layers of woven right. for your utility ones, do that. Decorative stitches, you could do that on two layers. Or if it's... Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't. Is, I would do as the state. I would do it just like I was going to do it in real life. Right. So utility stitches, I'm always stitching on two layers. Right. Okay, a fabric, because I'm putting a seam together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. basically what I'm doing, or I'm top stitching or something like that. And then on um, decorative stitches, certainly... I have never done a decorative stitch that I liked without stabilizer. Yeah, yeah. So I would use a stabilizer, whether it's on one layer or two layers or, or whatever. I would definitely have a stable, and no matter what kind of fabric it was. But generally, I would start out with a nice woven piece of fabric mm -hmm. and a good stabilizer, a good tearaway stabilizer probably. So we're talking about wovens and talking about seeing the mm -hmm. shape of that stitch. And if your machine does have the category of stretch stitches. Right. Then you're going to go over to Stretch Stitch. That's and right. here's where, you know, of course there's a wide variety of woven fabric. Of course. So I don't want to, like, discount that or have people be like, there's different weaves of fabric. I know that. But a lot of you probably have access to quilting cotton pretty quickly. Okay, And I like would use something. Or... I would use something at least as heavy as quilting cotton. Muslin? No. Okay? Thin. People stitch on muslin. It's just not... Okay, first of all, that's not what you're going to be stitching on most of the time. Okay. So it's not going to give you the sample that you want to refer to anyway. And it's just not enough. It, you know, it's not enough. Of, it doesn't have enough of weight or density. Yeah. I mean, you know, people right. do sew on lightweight fabrics. but Yes. Yes. But if you're trying to see this, the sturdier right. woven will be good. But with knits, this is where things get a little, like, what kind of knit are you gonna right. sew on for your samples? Right. Uh, you know that that can get that can get a little tricky. Are you going to use stabilizer? Are you not? But Fred, this is where you can you can use the stabilizer with. You know you can do you the experiment stitch with, and you can do it without. And like ZD says, test, test, test. And this is where I'd say you need to keep the sample book around. Yes. And you need to keep it you know editable. I yes. know Fred likes three-ring binders. She's told me this before. And three-ring binders, I, I think, are really great, especially and if you use, like, the plastic sleeves yes. where you can put stuff inside and out, you know, in and out, and you can pin or sew that sample on some sort of paper or cardstock, and you've got everything labeled on there. Like I said, your stitch link, everything. Stitch link, stitch wet, type of thread, type of you know, if the bobbin thread's different, I, I want to know that, too. Um, and the type of fabric it is. So, when you're playing around at the sewing machine with your preliminary sample doing, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, try it with and without stabilizer. Right. Like, yay, good, okay. But then, let's say you're getting ready to make a pair of pants, right. and you end up doing some top stitching, mm -hmm. like you would on your ginger jeans. I know Fred's made some other, you know, uh, pants that she has shared in the group. So you're doing that, and you decide that you've got your top stitch thread in the top and your construction thread on the bottom. Right, your construction thinner, thread is in the bobbin. Yeah, your thinner um, construction thread. Oh, another thing you might want to put down is the needle and needle size, right. needle type. I so, didn't say that. So you 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 know you put all that down, and maybe you actually use a little bit of scrap fabric from those jeans you're making. To make yourself a little sample with your notes. Absolutely. So you can say, oh, when I sew on a fabric of this thickness, That's right. this stitch length and these settings are 
what helped me. And this needle. Right. So, I hammered it. So I, <laughs> Right. You know, and, and, and so I guess what Mallory and I are saying is, to me, and I think Mallory sort of agrees with me, the best approach, it's hard sometimes to sit down and stitch out every every single um, stitch, stitch yeah. that's in your machine, okay? But you're going to have a buttonhole episode on some fabric you're not used to or a top stitching episode on something you're not used to or, you know, a, a, a um, decorative stitch on something you're not used to. That's where you can make all of these samples and keep them. And what I like about <laughs> this is there's a goal. There's a goal to get it right. Mm-hmm. There's a goal for it to look nice. There's a goal for it to be successful. And therefore, I'll come up with it and I'll remember it because I've done it. Yeah. So I think, And I'm going to utilize it. I think that it's in guide class. So what we used to do when we sold sewing machines and we you know had to teach people how to use them is we would take them through quite a few stitches. Right. On a sample fabric, we would do something on a knit. We would go into every part of the menu. Yes, exactly. Right. So it was, and depending on the machine, that would really like take care of it. And then you get to these machines that have like nine hundred right. stitches. Of course, we're not going to get through all of that, like you know, in one class. Right. But um, it is kind of nice to see them, and then also to see them used. Yes. So in your manual, you will see how they recommend to like. Do a blind hem. Right. They'll have You'll, recommendations yeah, there. A lot of times uh, in the baby lock manuals, they have like how to put in a zipper. Right. So don't limit yourself to just the um, just the stitch. Or the plain old flat stitch yeah, you're saying on a sample. I, you know, feel yeah. free to also include techniques. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've not done this, but maybe it would be good for me to include like the steps of a fly. Right. Physically. Uh, and actually. Well, and that could be a technique book versus your sewing, your, your stitch book. book. Yeah. Right. And if you know that you love a certain type of fabric and you love to sew with it, like stretch denim. Like, right. So you're, I'm going to make a ton of jeans. Right. You know? I'm just going to mess around with this. I'm going to mess around with top stitching on two layers and right. four layers. And I'm going to mess around with. And I'm going to try this needle or that needle or, yeah. you know, uh, why can't I just use a Microtex needle instead of worrying about having having a denim needle on hand? Yeah, Whatever. Maybe you want to have a little sample sewing session before you start. And in the wardrobe planners um, that we publish, there is a section that says, like, techniques to explore. Right. Uh, where you can make a note. Maybe you find a really great online tutorial that you just want to go back to right. over and over again, or you're going to somehow do that. That's what's that's a good thing to put in the wardrobe planner as well. Um, the knit thing. I get a lot of questions. Why is this knit, you know, acting this way, and this other knit didn't act this way? It, oh man, they, uh, man, there, the, there, there, there are endless answers to that. The structure of knit. The structure. How many times was it dyed? Was it over dyed? Um, how much spandex it has? How, in what it? is the density of it? Uh, what else? So if you know that you have on hand some ponty, and you have some double brush poly, and you have some rayon knit, right? And you have some dip a all these things, and you're like. You know, I just want to be prepared, uh, and I think Fred is a very, you know, Canadians, I guess, I don't know if they have the Girl Scouts in Canada, they have something. They, that, I, I believe they do. Always be prepared, know. right? Um, so get just get out a few scraps of that and see what your stretch stitches look like, and make a note, oh, this does stretch nicely for me. Right. 
this would be good for a well and and the other thing is is so you have the sample book and you look at it and you go oh well i started out with this kind of thread and this kind of needle and i'm on this you know i'm using a fabric very similar to this this time Uh uh-huh still test oh sure, but it gives you a starting place also make notes on what didn't work or what you know what you and don't make assumptions just say this didn't work it looked like this. Don't say because I didn't do this or because I didn't do. Don't make those assumptions. People run into making assumptions about, oh, I should have had my presser foot pressure down. Don't, no, you didn't do it. If you didn't do it, don't write it in there. Yeah. You know, don't, don't make it up. Don't make up evidence. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, Riley and I talk about that all the time. Like, don't make up evidence. State what happened, not what you think happened. Do you know that, like, the researcher who's made all of these very popular diet suggestions has been discredited. Like, he is the person who is behind companies making 100-calorie packs. Uh-huh. And the idea that you should put food on a smaller plate. Uh-huh. And keeping fruit out on your counter, that these things are somehow correlated to weight loss. Like, they're not – his studies don't actually say this. So he he so he, 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 d- he did some he did of some his own um, statistics yeah. fishing apparently. Yeah. Well, and he I admitted statistics it in a blog can post. be like manipulated. That's yeah. for sure. So anyway, I'm just telling y'all. Uh, oh, good. Well, I we I don't, don't wanna, buy that crap anyway. We so. don't want to be coming yeah. into your sample book and seeing any statistics fishing. Is what that's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, here's another thing. So I see this on our our um, face in our Facebook groups all the time, where it says, "I've lost my sewing mojo. How do I get it back? What do I do?" Okay. This is the time to sit down with some very, very pretty thread and some very nice stabilizer and a nice piece of fabric and just start stitching those decorative stitches. Decorative stitches. And do mindless stitching. Okay. Mindless, pretty stitching. And you will get it, you know... There's no way you can know what those look like unless you stitch them out. Absolutely. And, and what they do or how they go back and forth on top of each other or is it going to look good with a wing needle or not a wing needle and all that oh, kind of wing stuff. wing needle. Yeah, so when people say that about the mojo, I want to say, get it up. I used to do a thing where I would always have a crazy quilt going. Mallory and I often had a crazy quilt going. And if I didn't feel like sewing something that was utilitarian or something, I would just get that crazy quilt out and start doing like go to town stuff. Um, let's yeah, because I, there was no plan; it was an evolution, uh, and I would just use the decorative stitches and and see what they look right. like. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a little break here and come back and just uh, talk about decorative stitches a little bit more and different needles. Okay, sure. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh no. What does that mean? No, it means what what you, I think what you really heard was, well, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, that, you know, I should have known that it was something about something you made. Like you said, you're getting into your golden years, sometimes... (laughs) You know, miss mishearing things. It happens. No, you're right? the one that mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pins about it. Okay, so uh, I am currently wearing an Easy Tee, and I wear them all the time. Uh, the Easy Tee is a semi-fitted, 
short sleeve t-shirt made out of a woven fabric and you draft the easy tee to fit your measurements by taking the easy tee class. Well, how do I take this class? It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash easy tee. That's just E-A-S-Y-T. Is this on my computer? It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short, easily consumable segments, some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you. And I can vouch, Mallory's easy tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. <laughs> Once again, go to SoHere.com slash easy tea to begin your pattern drafting journey. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. All right. So uh, I've told this story before. I had a woman come in and she'd bought, you know, a pretty, pretty pricey machine, you know, like several thousand dollars, right? And I delivered the machine to her, which means that I had uh, taught her about the machine and we'd sewn on it together for, you know, an hour or two. And she comes in and she says... We called it a sit-down delivery. Sit-down delivery. This is... The reason we called it a sit-down delivery is people thought we were going to deliver it to their house when we didn't say sit-down. Wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, exactly. Uh, so she comes in, and she's very upset because she stitched out a bunch of decorative stitches, and they look like crap. They look terrible. Um, these stitches were some very dense stitches, you know, things like butterflies and, you know, balls, like circles right. that are filled with satin stitching. And she'd stitched them all really close together on one layer of polyester satin I. Satin's a nice Halloween word. fabric? Yeah, satin's a nice word. I you call know? it that Halloween. It's that fabric they only sell at Halloween that is like crunchy, awful, supposed to be satin, isn't really. But it's and great it was, for a Halloween costume. It was cross-woven, you know, like blue one way, purple. Blue. Oh, yeah. I can see this in my head. Crisp. It was yeah, real yeah. crispy. It was real crispy, yeah. uh, which can be fine. And like, I've got nothing against yeah. that fabric at all. Oh, there's there's not a fabric I haven't ever used except, you know, that one. Yeah, anyway. I, I know. Yeah. I think maybe you, I'll try to find some evidence of you using that. Yeah, I've used it, I'm sure, <laughs> not because I wanted to. Okay. okay, not willingly. All right, so uh, she says these stitches look awful. She'd done, it, she'd done these very heavy stitches very close together on some really thin fabric, and I was like, I understand, is like that this fabric will not be able to handle these stitches on its own, and so I put, I did a very thin fabric, and I showed her some stitches 
just on the fabric and then with stabilizer underneath right. made a world of difference. And it just – stabilizer is, uh, as opposed to interfacing, is something that you think of as coming away, uh, not being left behind right. forever in the project. And so this is a tearaway. I did some stitches, and they just looked so much better, and we changed – nothing about the machine right you know uh so she's like oh okay i mean she she totally got it so i just want you to keep that in mind if you are going to do things like that right you any any time you have a buildup of stitches uh-huh. for instance like a satin stitch or something like that or where the stitches are going back and forth and back and forth and on top of each other you need support underneath and it's surprising how uh, there's a there's a stabilizer called um Sulky, oh my gosh, I'm like, it's like super stable, or is it, oh my god, I'm blanking. Like the, like the totally one. stable, it's uh-huh. called totally stable, and it's really thin. Yes. And you would think, oh, this won't make that big of a difference. It makes and such it a big difference. It is also fusible. Yes. I love that. So if you are a Fred and you want to systematically do this or um, set yourself up for systematically right. doing this, you can cut yourself some big squares of right. fabric and fuse the stabilizer on the back and just leave a stack of them next to your machine. Absolutely. And you could do that. This is also a great thing for kids to do. Yeah. Um, especially Fred's got this electronic machine where you can change the stitches really easily. Right. So if her kids see the alligator stitch, they can just go to it. Right. Stitch it. Next thing they want is the leaves. Yeah. Boom. This is this is wonderful. Uh, and they Lindsay used to that. like to stitch out new yeah, stitches I, when I, I got a machine. Setting Catherine up. Right. You know, like that. So. Uh, that can be fun, too. So that is a little tip to keep those things nearby. But I, I think that you might want to divide up your sample labeling, like Mom said. Yes, I think you're going to probably want categories. Uh-huh, yes. Um, you know, if you want to refer, you know, more than likely, let's talk about a zigzag stitch. Where does it belong? So many places. Right. Yeah. But, um... You know, a zigzag stitch I would have probably on my first or second page anyway, right? Or I mean, okay. because it's it you know it's a finishing stitch, it's a, it's a applique stitch, it's you know it's a satin stitch, it it's it's all you know it's a knit construction stitch. So I know all those things, okay? Right. I, and you know I didn't always know that. You didn't? No, I was not born with that knowledge. <laughs> The stitch, the stitches in your machine, if you have like an electronic or computerized right. machine, when you select them, they're going to have some default settings. Right. And one of them will be generally the presser foot also. Uh-huh. So you may you, you may be wanting to make a note of the presser foot that you have used on a stitch. That's very that's very good to um to include there. Uh, you can mess with the width and the length on a lot of stitches right. and see how they do for you, right? right? So now, some machines even have, like, sort of the parameters where it won't let you oh, screw yeah. up the stitch. Well, you You are... know, you try and, if you try and alter a decorative stitch, I believe the Destiny is like that. There's some stitches where it just won't let you get any wider or it won't it'll only let you go so wide no because they don't want people being like this doesn't look like this looks really stupid (laughs) well well uh, the machine's not but you are uh, yeah usually the machine is smarter than you these days that's what happens a lot of those are um and 
when you you know you were you were stitching those appliques on those aerial costumes yep. and it was so funny because it was working like what you were doing right. but then i said oh i like to use this length and width on the zigzag which i can't remember right now um but it was just interesting we got i think we got wider and longer actually you know both of them uh-huh. worked but one worked better we, well think. we like to look better yeah we, even even it doesn't even have to work better it sometimes better. it's the look you want yeah so yeah experimenting and testing you know it, it's not so always important. function sometimes it's an aesthetic that mm-hmm. you're going for yeah so a zigzag stitch oh my gosh you said uh knit construction uh finishing stitch satin stitch right uh, it can be so many things uh, this is this is kind of the same thing with your presser feet, right? That's right. So we're getting a little outside the scope of Fred's but original it's, question. But, but it, Fred, it's what your machine does. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about keeping a library that you can add and subtract to. Yes. And, you know, say that you have an area that is knits uh-huh. and you don't have your zigzag stitch in there. Then put a piece of paper in there that says "refer back to zigzag stitch." There you go. If you're if you want to do this or whatever, or I did this with a wing needle and I really liked it, you know, whatever. What's a wing needle? So a wing needle is really something really hot. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so a wing needle, if you would pick it up and look at it from like the top or the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Say you put the point towards your face and you would looked it look at like it, like it was flying toward you. Yes, it would. <laughs> it looks sort of like a cross. Uh-huh. Okay, so it it's 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 an X. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what that does is it pushes the fibers of the fabric away. Yeah, and it starts to make a hole in the fabric. And the way it does make a hole is that you you have multiple piercings to make that hole. Right. So what happens is the same point will be pierced. I don't know how many times it has to Depends. do it to make yeah. it happen. I, depends but on the fabric, I yeah, think, too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it has it has to be a natural fiber. Right. Okay? Poly- polyesters and knits are going to close up on you. Right. Okay? So, um, you know, cotton cotton has always been my favorite. Cotton organdy is cotton organdy really is great. great for that. Um, silk is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to use a stabilizer. Okay, mm-hmm. you have to use the uh, so you have to go and pick these stitches. Now, sometimes in your manual, it will say good for a wing needle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, you may have to find one and you go, Oh, this one has a flower on it, and it looks like it goes towards the center four or five times when it makes this flower. I'm gonna try this one, right? So, you wind up with this little minuscule hole in your fabric that is be- that becomes decorative. It's like an eyelet, it I is, mean, it's yeah. similar, very similar to an eyelet. Um, you are mentioning this needle thing. Mm-hmm. I think this is so important. It can make such a difference with your, with your knits. Yes. I think most often, uh, that's where, and you know, I see a big, big I difference. Think, yeah. The thing about needles is I still become surprised sometimes. Yes. Like I think I know. Yeah. You think, you I know think I know work. this is going to take a stretch needle and this is going to work. And yep. I put that stretch needle and I'm like, what? This is awful. What? This has to be the needle. Okay. Well, okay. And then I then I'll put in a sharp or a microtex or, and I'm like, who'd have thought? No, my big. Who'd needle... have thought? But this is the one that's working for me this time, and I'm going to use it. My big needle surprise. I'm sorry if I've told this story before, but this was. This oh my was... god, she gets so boring. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> you know, I've been called a lot of things this week in the Facebook group. 
and boring, boring was, was not, not one, one of them. Now you're called nasty and mean nasty and, and political, political and all that. Bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. Bring it on. Uh, anyway, so needle story. When um, uh, somebody brought in their machine for service, they take it home. They're about to do all these bridesmaids' gifts, and they right. bring it back, and it's stitching terribly. And right. I, I went back to our tech, and I was like, I don't know, you know, what's going on here? Because he stitched out a sample, and it looked wonderful, you know? Sure. So this was, I think, some, it might have been a rayon blend, rayon cotton, or just a cotton blend, but... More than that, it was the feeling of this fabric, okay? It's kind of that really thin t-shirt knit. I don't think it's as popular now as it was. It's, there was some really thin knits out there for a while. It was I know almost that. like that burnout texture uh -huh. and it's slightly you could, flocked. You could read through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was slightly flocked. And these were supposed to be hoodies. Uh -huh. Yeah, they were just... I. I they were very trendy. It was very, like, yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch was, like, or, you know, making these. I had a hoodie from, like, the True False Film Festival uh -huh, out of it, okay? Of it. And so I recognized this fabric. I was like, I, I know about this. But it wasn't the fiber content. It was more the structure. Uh -huh. It was this yep. knitted, now it was knit. slightly yep. brushed, flocked stuff. Okay, so it is just making these loops just all over, up and down, everywhere, all around. And so I said, well, I'm going to help you, you know, because that's my responsibility to this person. And we had to use a ballpoint needle on this stuff. So an embroidery needle was not doing the trick. And we had to actually go to a ballpoint needle. And it's So she was trying to embroider on them. Yes, yeah, she was trying, trying to embroider. You, you didn't make that clear in the beginning, I don't think. I'm sorry. So this this is an embroidery. So, yeah, talk about testing right. stuff, right? It's always a really good idea to test your embroidery if you can. Uh, but, yeah, it. I cannot believe the loops and the crap we were getting. And we changed only the needle. You know, I rethreaded right. the machine first and tried to stitch it. Because that's what you always letter. do. No, it was the simplest thing, too. Right. It was just a very nice letter using right. a very nice design. And it was, it looked, I, I was just appalled. I didn't, yeah. I was, didn't know the so answer. So, like I said, I'm still surprised sometimes that it's the needle. Because, because you, I'm using the needle so that, that the chart says to use, yeah. and I, you know, I think I'm on the fabric that the chart has explained to me, and I think I've done it before, and it's just not looking right, and I'll change my needle. It's happened to me in the serger. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know? so I wanted to say, we've yeah. sort of been talking about sewing right. machines. Let's talk about the serger a little bit. Fewer stitches, right, Mom? Absolutely. Than I mean, what people don't believe is... A serger these days is less complicated than a sewing machine, yeah, actually. Yeah, a lot of the time. Of yeah. course, it depends on what kind you have. Right. You know, what I find funny is the way that uh, when we sold the baby locks, the way the line was structured, the line of sewing machines is in sergers, you know, there's the overlockers, and then there would be the overlocker slash cover stitch right. combination, right? Uh, and people would get really intimidated by the cover stitch. And I'm like, actually... There's less going on here. You know, That's right. There's, there's really less going on with the cover stitch than there is with the overlock functions. So you do have, you know, a few stitches in your serger. We have done episodes about serger stitches. Right. And I would run two layers. This is, I think this is a really good place for the two-layer yeah, rule absolutely. for a lot of things. Yeah. When you're, you know... Or different different layers. That's, I yes. Guess. And you okay. So if you're you doing see these. and if you're doing a sample, do it along the stretch of the fabric. Well not no no no, because what yeah, I'm saying is yeah. people will make a seam yeah. and they'll make it along a cross grain 
that is not stretchy or, or, or not, not a cross grain, a lengthwise grain that is not stretchy at all. Okay, this is when you have something that only stretches <laughs> east-west, right? Mm-hmm. And then they will go to um, stitch later and wonder why it didn't work because you're not on the greatest but... stretch of the fabric. So <clears throat> I, I had a I had someone who worked for me one time cut all of my surgery demo samples not on the stretch. So <laughs> I just want to say that doesn't do you any good when you're demoing a stretch. Yeah, Mom is talking about stretch stitches. Of course, you use your serger. You can sometimes use it to finish one layer of woven, right, or two layers of woven. Um, okay, so I wanted sure. to bring that up. Uh, but yeah, if you are trying to get an idea of stretch, if you're talking about construction, you need to be putting that on the now. Sometimes you will sew not on the stretch, but what you're really looking for is how is this going to function for me on the greatest stretch of the fabric. Also, with your serger stitch, it's not over when it comes out of the machine on a stretchy fabric. Okay? You need to stretch the stitch. You need to stretch the seam. Okay? So some I see people running their uh, seams through, and, like, it looks fine, but then they try to stretch it, and their needle thread pops. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's something wrong with their needle tension. You're talking about testing the yes, stitch. Testing Again, the you've stitch. already tested the stitch beforehand before you make your garment, right? And you've tested it on that specific fabric. Yes. Okay. So what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I don't is know what you're trying to say. When you're making think. your sample, like mm-hmm. the episode's yeah. about. Okay. <laughs> don't just run two layers and knit through along the stretch and say, oh, I'm good. Right. Run them. Test that sample. Stretch right. the sample. Otherwise, you won't know if it actually is working. That's correct. You may say, okay, you know, da, da, da. Now, what mom's saying is, of course, you're going to test through just to make sure again before you do your seam on your garment. That's right. But on a sewing machine, using a lock stitch on a woven, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, well, this stitch looks good and it's going to hold. Right. Okay. But I don't know. This has never happened to me. It does not happen, I don't think, with these baby lock sergers that we sew on. I've never had a stitch come out not stretchy. I don't. Well, sure you have when you didn't put the press foot down, but you noticed that your stitch was wrong before you ever. What I'm saying is you know what a good stitch looks like. No, what I'm saying is when you what? do it, when you, a when properly you do it, proper, I just never have this problem. Right, I don't well, know. because generally with the baby lock, you're going to get a properly formed stitch. Yeah, so some, I I, I mean, some people do pull them and then the whole, you know, their whole uh, seam will come out. Yeah, that's Or they'll say, well, saying. I washed my garment and my seam came out. Well, it's not because of the type of stitch you used. It's because whatever stitch you thought you used was not properly formed. Okay, so that's what I was trying to say right. this whole time. <laughs> okay, uh, but I think I don't know. <laughs> so what we're saying, what, what, what we are saying is, so you need a stitch library for your conventional machine, and you need a stitch library for your specialty machines. And right? so your serger, I think, more than anything, more than just stitching out the different stitches, is stitching them on different fabrics. That's correct. Even, even maybe more so than your serger. Well, and I, I believe, you know, on your serger, you're going to have, I, you're going to probably make more notations on, did I use my differential feed? Did I not use my differential yeah. feed? Yeah. You know, where what was my cutting width? Um, if you lining. have tension disc, you've got all those tension disc to, to note. Um, we, 
you know, we just say A, B, or C. We have a stitch selector when you, on the baby locks. You have another thing. You know, we're talking about the sample notebook, which we would have people make in class right. and stuff. Right. Another thing, though, that you did, which I thought was really great, there were— Oh, my f- God. She thinks I was great. You Everybody, finally did stop. Something. Moment of silence. Listen. Finally did something. No. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> okay. Mom— Mom was using the knit binders from the oh, yeah. cover stitch machine, mm-hmm. and she included these notes about settings and type of fabric and just all that jazz. She put them in with the attachment. That's right. Which I think is so smart. Obviously, you don't need that info unless you're going to use that attachment. Well, and the, and it is there yeah. with the attachment. And and. The other thing I will say again and again and again to everyone is sometimes these notes are only a starting point. Mm-hmm. Like you oh, may uh, yeah. you may right. be on a different fabric. It might be just a little bit different, but at least you've got a starting point. Another thing on those attachments is where they line up sometimes to the foot or, you know, sometimes I would use the seam on the machine, like yeah, where the plastic thing too. came. And sometimes I would put like, you can, you can put a Sharpie mark on it. Yeah. Or I would take a piece of um, painter's tape and, and write, you know, right here, line this edge of this painter's tape up with, you know, the edge of the machine or the edge of the foot or whatever. At least it's a starting point. Okay, so these attachments, I just want to say, these attachments are kind of big and they it's great to keep. Um, it's because they're industrial. That's why they're big. It's great to just keep storing right. them in the clamshell that they come in because they're, they're bigger than my hand, right? So I guess I'm saying, obviously, like your buttonhole foot or your little blind hem foot. Right. They might not stay in their own box. And that's well, why you and put. They probably don't have a box big enough to put a yes. whole big note in. So that's why you'd keep that stuff right. in a notebook. But these with the big clamshells or the special right. storage, or if you do have some buttonhole attachment on a machine that is like its own box or something. Are you. Feel free to keep that Certainly info with any, it. Certainly anything like a ruffler or, or, yeah. or a walking foot. The other thing that we like to keep notes on, and which I think can be a good idea, some people have more than one kind of machine, more than one brand, or maybe you have the same brand. Sometimes the feet, even on the same brand, are not, um, what do I want to say, interchangeable. Right. The other thing is compatible compatible with the other machine. It, it, it just depends on the type of machine and, you know, the height of the shank and all this kind of stuff. So make sure you know what machine you're writing about. Make sure you know that not every machine is the same, that if you did it on machine A, it might not be the same on machine B. The other thing you might want to note, especially on, well, on all the machines, Baby Like uses an alphabet. There's a J foot and a G foot and an H foot and a whatever. But the H foot is also like the blind hemmer foot, right? And, you know, the J foot, I call it the jump foot because it jumps the hump. You know, it's got that jump. Oh, it's got the button. Right. So you you may want to say, you know, it's the H foot also known as blind hemmer foot. Yeah. So that you know that. And then in, in other brands, it will. They are numbered sometimes. You know, foot one, two, three. 
you know, or four. So foot 20 is your open-toed applique foot or your or, or whatever. So you may want to put, note, note both of those things, that it's called the 20-foot and it's also called the open-toed applique foot. Yeah, that's, that's really great. So you might have um, notebooks that are labeled serger. Right. My, my my enlightened serger. That's right. Notebook. You might have a notebook labeled destiny sewing machine. Mm-hmm. And then you might have a notebook labeled destiny feet. I don't know. Yeah. You've got all these feet. And you're going to town with feet and you're doing techniques, you know. Sometimes feet gets into things like Other... appliquing and couching and things like that. So, yeah, you know, there's notes on that, Fred. You can, you can, you can couch with decorative stitches. Did you yeah. know that? That can happen. Yeah. So, uh, and if you ever end up doing any experimenting like that, you know, document it. So, I, Fred's a, Fred's a great documenter. She's a bullet journaler, you it's, know. Yeah, well, it's also because she's a nurse yeah. person. Well, yes, yes. Anytime you have to document legally, you're a good documenter. I think she has a, you know, she worked in a lab, too. Oh, yes. that's right. So, yes, yep, yes. yep, yep. I Did you have a research book? I did. We, we we had ours we used our initials and then it was like book one she's and then, not here right now and then the okay. next and then the next book it was your initials and book two and you had the you know and it and you would date you know it was from this time to this so, time because everything you did you wrote down even if it didn't work because sometimes you go yeah. back and you can read why it didn't work and you go well, I left this out. Maybe this maybe I'll try it this way this time. I always wish I would have written more down. Oh, yeah? In my entire life all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I found funny when I when I do make a journal or write down or something, and I go back and look at it, I go, that happened in that sequence? Like, oh, yeah. Like, Mallory did that before Hillary ever went to grade school? or Well, well uh-huh. that would have been impossible. But, you know, like, I will sure. have, my memories will be fairly good, but out of sequence for me yeah. sometimes. Like, I will remember that you went to school, but I didn't remember that before you went to school was when this happened or something. Yes, absolutely. No, I think it's, I I think that with your sewing, too, especially if you're someone who doesn't get to sew every day, like, right. I just... We remember a lot of things because it's on our minds all the time. I, you were talking about the numbers of the feet, and right. we haven't dealt, we haven't sold that sewing machine company. I haven't sold their machines in like and I know all seven the years, and I'm like, why do I still remember what all their feet well, are? Well, I, I, I think here's another thing. So, you're do you. You know, you can sit down and you can, like, specifically have this task of developing a library. But what I'm saying is no matter what, you will develop a l- additions to the yeah. library. It will grow. So what another thing you may have is an envelope or a box, like, you know, plastic shoe box, whatever, or an extra sleeve in this book where you put things that you don't have time to catalog like you want but i did this and i'm gonna write right here on the back of this fabric that this is da 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 and da 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 and i sometimes even write the date you know me and my initials um so that that later i can put it on the card stock and make it pretty and put it in my nice file but i don't want to throw away that sample so i have a place to keep those samples i think that's important and then also like i'll just flip side of the mirror image of this idea is if you come up with something you'd like to test and you don't have time right. for it, write a little note. Hey, I should right. test top stitching. Um, or I should Remember test the this. one, um, you know, the, I had those little pieces of fabric that, for the serger. It was yeah. all the different edges and a lot of it yeah. was 
woolly nylon. It was decorative edges. That's yeah. what it was. And what what do you think was on there? Ten, eight? I don't Something know. Something like that. Something like that. And people would come in and say, well, show me what a serger does. And I would say, well, this is just the decorative edges. And this mostly has to do with me changing the thread. The thread. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them were wide and some sure. of them were narrow. But it... You know, and people go, you're kidding. And I go, no, this is all about the thread on these samples. So I had eight or ten samples right there that only had to do with thread. Yeah. You know, I didn't change a needle. I didn't change any. All the fabrics were the same. But they all looked different, and they all gave a different effect. So it's endless. You can't. Fred, you can't sit down and do all of your things just at one well, time. It, you know, and I do say, you'll always be adding. You'll I, always be, and I know you will. Fred I, will for sure. I don't think Fred will be surprised at that. Right. You know, uh, at, at that. But I did want to say that um, we yes, we couldn't promise a you know end all solution. Right. But I this. really do believe the mojo thing when people say I you can't. I've lost down. my so. And sit her, down her and stitches. and play, and playing is developing. Okay, yeah. and playing is fun. Yeah, and I have played and found some really fun things, um, even things to, you know, sew on, put mylar in my applique or whatever. Just, you know, things like that. Just oh my god, you bought more of that spark shiny knit stuff. I know. I mean, I'm in love with. I came up here and I was I'm like, in, Mom. I'm in love with like lycra that. Looks like it's slick vinyl the holographic. Only I, the only reason I'm angry is because, like, it makes me want to just make some things. Well, you're going to be able to because it's costume month. That I don't have. It's time costume for. month, it costume and month. we're ready. Okay, all right. Okay, I need some. I need to be my Zora Zoya the Destroyer. Well, wrestling I believe person. this podcast has given people a pretty good idea. Yes, of how they can start an index or a library <laughs> or whatever they may want to do it. We not only um, talked about machines, but we talked about fabric a little bit. And you, and, you know, you all can have your fabric library, too. Yes, that's right. Um, needle libraries, what your needles will do. Take notes. Write it down. That That's all it takes. Write it's it no down. big deal. Take and evidence. those of you who are notebook lovers, I would do it in a notebook. Those of you who are box lovers or file lovers, I would do it in a file. I would do it how I wanted to do it. Yeah. And the thing that I like about a notebook, I will tell you, is it's portable. Mm-hmm. So if you do go to a retreat or something like that, I think a notebook is easier to take. All right. Well, you can find us on Instagram. We are at ZD Sewing Studio. And then those of you who are in our Facebook group and enjoy interacting with us in that way, also go like ZD Sewing Studio on Facebook. This has to do with being notified about when we go live. And I'm trying to... Um, Dial that in a little bit better so that you all can know when we come in uh, uh, and, and go live and, and do things like that. So anyway, go like ZD Sewing Studio on Facebook. self Sewn Wardrobe also has a Facebook page for you to like, too. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 